The Generator Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you heal, align, and expand your intuition. With high vibe content and lightened conversations and weekly energetic updates, we are here to help you get and stay lit by connecting you to your highest self. Get inspired by tuning into today's episode of The Generator Podcast. What is happening with your gorgeous makeup? Are you like, what is, what do you have going on? Nothing. I just wanted to do my makeup. Like you look like you're photo shoot ready right now. Yeah. I'm good at doing my makeup when I take the time to do it. I mean this, I, what is it? Blue or gray? What is that? It's blue and gray. It's gorgeous. Thank you. You feel like a vampire right now with this look. (gasps) Because I'm really pale looking. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I finally found the right foundation color for me. Oh. I've been wearing too dark a foundation. Interesting. So I got a How did you figure that out? Well, I knew I probably wasn't quite the right shade, but I got a Sephora gift card for Christmas. And so I love tart makeup. That's my favorite. When I can afford it, that's what I, yeah, that's what I want to wear. So I was like, I'm going to go buy some tart makeup and- I remember it being like the perfect like match. So, Mm. but then she did my face and was like, it's, you're still like the one you've been using is a little dark, which I think I had it in the summer. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I put this on and I was like, I feel like I look airbrushed. You do. I mean, clearly I'm seeing you through a computer screen, but right now you look like you're ready for a photo shoot. It's like, and I'm on my period. (laughs) There you go. This is this is the face on the period. It's pretty impressive. Vampire-y. Blood I know. Thank you, Tarte ready. Foundation. <laughs> yeah, we should have them sponsor us. Thank you, Tarte, our very first sponsor. Along <laughs> when my brother mentioned Modelo Espacial. Oh, good. Mira. That was just funny. I don't really want them to sponsor us. Oh, okay. Well, hey, guys. Welcome back to the Generator (laughs) Podcast. We're just having a good old time talking about makeup and whatever. You know, you got to keep it light and fresh. So first and so clean, clean. (laughs) So, yeah, Laura and I are keeping it light and fresh over here because I know for me, this energy of 2020 is thrown me on my ass (laughs) so hard. (laughs) thrown everyone on their ass I feel like how has it thrown you on your ass I feel like I've been an ass throwing and I haven't really so what's been going on with you and your ass <laughs> what what an intro to that I know um, what's been going on with you and yo ass I just feel like I, I'm well right now I'm getting sick <laughs> so there's that And so my brain is like really foggy right now. I'm starting to get a fever. I can feel my body like heating up. So I feel like that's part of it of like, I haven't been like, I've been taking care of my body in lots of different ways. So me getting sick feels very confusing right now because I'm like, normally I can kind of point to, oh, I've been overworking or I haven't been eating healthy or something. Right. That's not the case in this scenario. It's, I feel like my body is clearing some stuff out because 
I feel like I've been up and down with this energy. Like I've had like really excited moments of inspiration and hope and like centeredness. And then so sad, bawling my eyes out, don't want to be around anyone, just completely want to seclude, be in my own little world. So it feels kind of like it's been a roller coaster since we started the new year for me where it's unpredictable how I'm going to feel. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Even like in your chart, because we're in the middle, I guess last night. So when this episode comes out, the eclipse will already have happened, but the eclipse cycle, eclipse in Capricorn, eclipse in Cancer. Um, Yeah, I don't know exactly where it hit. But regardless, there's so many things going on right now. I feel like it doesn't matter. Everybody's getting hit. It's just like from a different direction or different way. And or you're feeling everybody getting hit around you. And Mm -hmm. I mean, really what 2020 is at its core no matter how you want to unpack it, unpack it is it's a massive shift in consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. But right now, I think, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, 2020, it's going to be amazing. And like, but to get to a new place requires this breakdown and requires shifting and things to move. And even like getting sick can be up leveling and letting go of things because it's, and it's not like, oh, we're behind. Oh, we should have already done this. It's like, we're up leveling now so quickly and the energy so fast. It feels like we're like, bup, 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 like just hitting a wall, hitting a wall, but then we're getting, going to get through it quickly. But it is going to feel like there's a lot of things that are kind of hitting us in our face this year, but it's not to like, it's not a, it's not as sign. I think that's a really, it's not a sign of going in the wrong direction or, I mean, it could be, but it also could just be like, this is just the energy right now because that Capricorn energy is that just relentless, like a little bit of a taskmaster. So, you know, you want to up level in finances and relationships and, you know, whatever we have to expand and feel this and, it's a lot. And I, I kind of feel like when we ask for what we want, sometimes we forget the process Mm -hmm. and yeah, this is definitely the process that we're in all of us together. And I think, I don't think we've ever mentioned about sometimes getting sick can be an energy clearing (laughs) and an up leveling. So I love that you touched Mm -hmm. on that because I never, I don't I don't know if I think it's all the time that that's the case. I don't really have a science behind it. I can just tell for me personally, there are times when my it's like my body saying I'm letting go of some old stuck trapped energy in my body or even I'm going into a new vibration and so it's my nervous system catching up with that vibration. So it's like my immune system is getting stronger to be able to withstand the the higher vibration that I'm going into because we we're spirit beings, but we're also physical. So there's like this constant battle between like going to new levels and then our body trying to come with us and that being really dense. Right. And that's pretty much what all of 2020 is going to be like. It doesn't mean that it's going to feel like that for everyone at all times. Like we'll all have, moments of the, you know, moments of hitting the up leveling and feeling the shake of the plane. And then we'll, you know, get to have the moments of living 
what it's like to live in that vibration and living that like up level. So it's not just about, it's like, I feel like 2020 is going to be the year of like some, just some swings. Like we'll Mm -hmm. have the highs and some lows. And I feel like it's going to be like, I feel like we're going to have some really high highs this year. But I think that right now we're experiencing that kind of, and I, I feel like it's like, it's like ascending upward, but it's ascending upward so fast. We're just hitting them really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. So in like a zigzag patterns, how I envision it in my head, but yeah, I think the way that we can just, and this was support each other this year is really the, even the themes of these eclipses. So this, these eclipses, there's so many themes, but one of the big themes is learning to balance, you know, nurturing and taking care of yourself and also like, getting stuff done and pushing past what's uncomfortable, you know, cancer Capricorn are very earth. I mean, even though cancer is water, they're still like it's mother and father. It's like this connectedness to the 3d. So like, you know, it's not okay to not know, you know, it's not spiritual to not know what's going on in your bank account. Like it's not spiritual to not budget. Like that's like a, you know, a financial thing that, would be like a good representation of that. And it's also self-care. It's self-care to take care of your finances. It's self-care to, and, you know, I'm using that as an example because that's the one I'm currently going through because I'm like, oh yeah, I know that I'm going up in my finances this year. Like I know I'm going to expand and manifest way more finances and what I'm doing and grow that. But I'm now like kidding all these like, limiting beliefs that will keep me from that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like, but I feel like the thing we need to keep in mind this year with each other is like, we're all doing that in some area at some level. And when we're on a high, like love the people and have compassion that are on a low and don't get on. a. I think like, don't make yourself small to make somebody else feel better. And also don't think you've arrived because you're the one standing up because it's likely that the next day it's going to be flipped and also not get on an ego trip and beat yourself up about either. But I think it's, I think this year is going to be a, I feel like the word common humanity is coming up. I just feel like we're going to have this real sense of like, you know, there's no different. We're all going through it the same thing together. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, even looking at my boyfriend and how he's handling this new year, it looks completely different than, for me. So, and he's doing way better in this moment. He's more balanced, more grounded, and he actually has physical reasons to not be. So I'm, I'm looking at it going, wow, I'm really impressed, but I'm also aware that like at any moment, anything can flip and shift. And so it is important. Like even with him, when I'm in a low place, just being like, okay with it, not feeling like I have to jump to his level and vice versa. He's like, okay, I can meet you with compassion and then I can go do my own thing. Like I don't have to change my energy space to match yours. And I think that's important in general for people to learn is just because someone's in a really low place doesn't mean you have to jump in that sinking boat with them. You can have compassion. You can love them where they're at. You can meet them there, but you don't have to stay in that energy when you leave them. Right. Oh, yeah. And I think that's actually the quickest way that we're going to not be able to support each other. Because if you're always getting in that, if you can't shake off your friend's junk after you comfort them on the phone, 
then you're not going to have capacity to answer the phone the next day or so true. So shake it off. Don't stay in that gunk with them because they need you out of it. Mm -hmm. And you know, misery, I mean like misery loves company. So if you're in the dump, of course you want somebody to climb down there with you. But as soon as they're there, then you're like, well shit, now we're both stuck. Like now what are we going to do? Like it's not helpful. And yeah, so I think that's just, it's really good self-care to practice that, but also just even seeing how that's not helpful for either of you in the long run. Yeah. And I even like, even actively, if I'm on the phone with someone and they're talking about something that is possibly triggering for me, I will tell myself in my brain, hey, we're not going to analyze everything they're saying through my own trigger. Like I'm just going to be listening and present with them, but I'm not going to be in my brain analyzing what they're saying, letting it trigger me going into my own spiral, because that's very easy and common to do. If someone else is going through something that feels similar to what you're going through, then you both can jump and down spiral. But I, I actively compartmentalize when I'm in those situations so that I can be present for that other person. And then when I'm off the phone out of their energy, I will usually actually switch my brain up because I am trying to get out of their energy, but then I'll come back yeah. to it later if it's something that I need to process within myself. But I don't jump right into processing my junk when I just listen to this other person because I'm just highly triggered in that moment. So, and anyways, you're also not listening to them when you do that. Totally. So it's, and it's it just sucks for both of the negativity. You. Right. It's just none of it. So, yeah, I think. There's a lot of stuff going astrologically. So this week, um, this thing that I've been talking about, Pluto conjuncting Saturn is happening on the 12th. And really what that looks like is power shifting and power and people taking their power back and structures breaking down as a result of that. And that is so on a macro level, honestly, like look at, like that's everybody is in this huge uproar about Megan and Harry leaving the Royal family, like this huge, like freak out. And he's like sixth in line to the throne, but it's a, it's, it's a shift of power. Cause that's not done. Like the fact that he took his power and was like, Hey, this isn't the life that me and my wife want to have. And we're going to go do this and we're going to go be over here in our own power and our own sovereignty. And you guys are going to be okay over there. And that's, and that's happening. Even, you know, people are taking their power back from like what their government saying to, you know, look at like the different like riots going on. And so there is this macro shift in, and I'm not even saying whether that stuff is wrong or right. That's not, and this isn't a political discussion. It's just a manifest. And I think even politics, it's all energy. So it's all, even if I don't necessarily like what's happening, I see the importance of the momentum of things. So I don't have a political stance to take on any of that that I really plan to share or anything. But, so I don't mean that from a political lens, but even looking at that on a micro scale in our own lives, like where are we giving our power away? Where are we giving our power away? Like with victim mentality or even with like what people think or, you know, relationships we have out of obligation or whatever, or even just that you've given this person 
given this person's opinion more weight than your own um, or you trust other people's judgment more than yourself. Like this is the year that that kind of stuff really gets challenged. And, um, you know, Laura and I really went through that a lot last year. And I would say that's probably been our last season. And that's part of the reason why we wanted to do this podcast was really to empower people to trust their own intuition, trust their own gut, you know, believe that they have the answer inside of them and that it's okay to get help. It's okay to get support, but you are not, please don't look for somebody to give you the answer because there's people that will give you the answer because <laughs> so true. there will, if you look for someone to give you the answer, they will give you one and it may not be in alignment with <laughs> what you're actually supposed to be doing. So, and that's, and, they're done your, that. and that's our job. That's not theirs. It's not their job to not tell us the answer. It's our job to not trust it more than our own. So, so good. Yeah, I just feel like that's a really... So even this week, if buttons are getting pushed or things are coming up and triggers are coming up, we're triggered because our, we've there's pain that needs to be healed. So like, where are we giving our power away? Where are we giving our power away in relationships and our finances, in you know, our religious culture and our families? even to ourselves, like, where are we not trusting and following our gut? So just those themes. I mean, I think that's going to be theme of 2020 altogether, but, you know, as these structures are shifting and moving, just really anchoring in and beginning to build a relationship with yourself because you, you have everything you need in you. So just connecting in, that's going to make this whole year feel fine and we'll get through it. It's when we disconnect from ourselves that we're running to like, this isn't a gloom and doom year. We're just going to have to really anchor in for us to really get everything that this year has for us. Yeah. That's so good. Such a good perspective. Yeah. So, well, we're gonna go ahead and jump into this episode. Um, this episode is actually about, it's one of the first episodes, first couple episodes we ever recorded. It's about astrology. And I know we've had a lot of questions about that. So I wanted to go ahead and release this. This is a bit informal as far as we don't go through and sit and tell you what all the planets are, all the signs. It's really just more of us discussing it. And um, yeah, I encourage you guys, even if you don't necessarily understand all the terms, just to listen, because if you are interested in astrology, it's a language and it's really the more you listen to it, the more you begin to understand it. So even if you listen to it and you pick up one thing and you're like, okay, I'm going to go find out what my moon sign is. My moon represents, you know, and you go find your emotions or your connection, you know, your mood day to day, your mother or whatever, and you go look up your moon sign. And then every time you hear a conversation about astrology and somebody brings up the moon, you're like, oh, I know what mine is. And you pick up something else. So, and that's how you learn a language best is just to listen to it. So that would be my little two cents going into this, because I know if, you have do not have a astrology background listening to this might feel like this is a lot of words I do not know and that's okay I didn't I when I listened to an episode like that that's exactly how I felt the first time yeah 
I still don't know a lot, but the more that Victoria talks about it, the more that I pick up. And I also thought it was incredibly helpful when she read my chart. So if any of you out there are interested in that, she does sessions where she'll personally read your chart. Thank you so much because I actually set up a discount code for this audience. So you can go, I'm going to put the link to get your chart read in the show notes. You guys can go to that link and put in the code generator in all caps for 10% off a reading. So that's a fun thing to do 2020. I thought that'd be kind of fun. I love that. It's definitely worth it. I, and it's one of those things where I now can understand so much more about myself (laughs) and have so much more grace and compassion because I understand the way that I talk and the, the reason I talk the way that I do and how, because a lot of my shadows and weaknesses are just a part of my chart and my energy. And when you broke it down and just made it simplified, I had more compassion for myself and understanding that there's not something wrong or broken in me. It's just the the makeup of me. And so I think that that's really valuable too, to have someone be able to, because she's going to literally read your chart, not just your energy chart, but she's going to read you and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, you know me. (laughs) And that alone is so validating. It's fun. Yeah. I had actually, we had a, I had a listener on the 31st of December book a reading. And I thought that was such a fun way to start. 2020. So Mm -hmm. she just kind of wanted to know some of the themes and a little bit about her chart, but really just like, Hey, what's the first couple months going to look like? I have this plan, Mm -hmm. this plan, this plan, like what's the energy looking like for that? And I think that's a really cool way to use astrology too. So it is about getting to know yourself. That's one level, but, uh, or one part of it. Absolutely. And, but there's also looking ahead and kind of seeing like what energy it's like your own personal weather report. So it's also really cool to use it that way. You also mix in your own intuition and life coaching advice. And I feel like it's not just astrology reading. Like there's so much that you get just naturally because of who Victoria is. I know. It's so hard for me to just do a meeting and not go into coaching. And I finally was like, well... And I had done a few readings where I just did the reading and that's all I did. And I could even feel like they, like, it was so hard for me to do Uh that because I was like, they're not, it's not getting like sunken into their lives the way it could if they really understood how that manifests in like an emotional level. Yeah. So I have so many people here in Mount Shasta that tell me they got an astrology reading and they like don't understand anything the person said. And that's very common feedback because they're not breaking it down and simplifying it in ways that you can actually put it into practice. Like this energy affects your relationships in this way. And this is the types of relationships you've might've had in your life. They, they would just talk on an, a very sciencey astrology plane. And so a lot of the people mm-hmm. I've talked to, they're like, I don't really understand. I got a reading that doesn't make sense. That is not the case with Victoria. She will break it down into practicals so that you can understand it. Well, thanks. Yeah, I I get it though, because the more I go on and learning and listening to these really dense uh, apology, (laughs) uh, astrology podcast, I am like, oh, it does get to a level where it feels so technical. Yeah. um, That 
you could really get kind of forget that there's a person behind there. <laughs> so it's, I mean, especially when you're doing like celebrities charts and stuff, which is yeah. really fun. But anyway, well, we're, this is a little bit off. We love our long intros. We just like <laughs> chatting. Um, we do. But we hope you guys enjoy this episode and we will do other episodes on astrology. I might even record just some basics um, for you guys at some point, but uh, yeah, but if you have any questions or thoughts or want to share us what your sun, moon, and rising are, please DM us. Let us know. That's really fun for us to find out. Um, there will also be a link in the show notes where you can download your chart for free, and I talk about that in the episode a little bit more. So anyway, we hope you guys enjoy. Bye. Bye. Hey, hey, welcome back to our closets. <laughs> we are actually sitting in the closet recording this because mics are so sensitive and pick up on every little noise. They're like, yeah, we know. We just heard your last episode. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I had no idea how complicated recording a podcast would be. It's insane. Yeah, I now understand why it takes genius minds to do it. Yeah. So you're among the elite, Laura. <laughs> Thank God for Victoria and her boyfriend, or I would be completely lost. I understand now why people have like a whole system on training you how to do a podcast. Like you oh, actually yeah. need help. Oh, for sure. It's crazy. My Just for everybody's reference, my boyfriend is a sound engineer, so... That is why he is a godsend in this process and has helped me fine tune editing skills and kind of teaching me what I'm doing because I've just been figuring it out on my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are we going to talk about today, Laura? We're going to talk about astrology because we've had so many people reach out to us and been inquiring about it, wanting to understand it. Victoria has done some energy updates on her personal Instagram and has had such great feedback in People are like, what is that? I'm feeling that. I don't understand, but I want to hear more. So we're going to jump into that today because Victoria has been studying it and learning so much. This is the more that you are asking for. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, welcome to the more. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, let's just talk a little bit about we're going to talk. We're going to start out just by talking a little bit about our own journeys with astrology and how we found it and all that jazz. So I personally found, I founded astrology um, during- You founded it? I founded it. Oh. I was the one that discovered it. Okay. I did not I know. know. You I didn't really that either. elite. I know. I was, I'm so ahead of my time. <laughs> I'm such an old soul. You are an old soul. <laughs> such an old soul. I was around at the foundation of astrology. <laughs> um, You're basically a god. Whoa, that, that's that's a different subject for a different day. <laughs> Actually, I was going to dive in and talk, but Laura, why don't you tell them a little bit about your perspective of astrology and like how it's helped you and your feel on it? Because you're still kind of diving into it. Yeah, it still feels very, very new to me. I'm like, Victoria talks like 
conjunct and square and all these like terms about astrology and I'm like I literally have no idea what you're saying but she is such a great translator of like breaking it down into simple terms that I've been able to grasp a lot of it and so for me really my introduction to astrology was through Victoria and her kind of diving in and learning all about it and she would just like explain to me like I'd be like I'm having a really hard week and this is what I'm processing and And she would read my chart and be like, oh, yeah, it's because this planet is in this house causing you to feel this type of energy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, everything makes sense in my life now. (laughs) And that was every week from there on out where I'd be like, I'm feeling crazy or I'm feeling really happy. And she'd like read my chart and she'd be like, oh, yeah, this energy is here to support you. And I would just everything started to make sense for me about my own process because I'm very sensitive to energy and I've never had language for it. So I've always kind of felt a little crazy with it. But when astrology came along, it gave me clarity on what I was feeling and made me understand that it wasn't like me just necessarily picking up on other people's energy, but I'm actually picking up on what's going on in my personal life and the energy that's shifting in my chart. So Um, All of that to say, it's been such a great tool to giving me an understanding for how I work and even the seasons of life. Because sometimes we're like, why is this such a hard season in in our lives? And a lot of times it's probably because of your Saturn return, (laughs) which Victoria is going to talk about later. That's likely it. Yeah, it's all your Saturn return. (laughs) Literally everyone that I talk to that's like going through the ringer, it seems like for like a long period of time. It's usually like has to do with a Saturn return. Yeah, there's a lot of transits, but that's the one that that's probably the one that I feel like I think it's because it happens to everyone at the same time. I feel like it has such a when and when I mean the same time, the same time in their life. So it happens around the ages of like 27 to 30, depending on when Saturn moves into your natal Saturn. Um, But yeah, it happens around the same time for everyone. So I think that's probably why, and I'm going to go into that more later. But first, I just wanted to kind of define like what astrology is and what astrology is not, because that feels like a really good place to start. Did you have something to say? Yeah. I just wanted to say real quick, because (laughs) for me, I feel like I've had a really hard time in relationship, but astrology, like with my boyfriend and stuff and astrology has given me so much clarity and language for why I am really critical about my relationship and why certain times things are coming up stronger and I'm wanting to run away. And so it's actually kind of kept me in the game understanding the energy going through my chart at different times because there would be so many times where I'd call Victoria I'm like I'm out of this relationship I'm done this is too much and she'd be like it's okay this is just the energy that is causing like death and rebirth like just lean into it feel the triggers coming up and wait for the next kind of shift to happen and every time I would follow kind of the energy update she had for me personally, it kept me in the game. It kept me understanding and it gave me lots of hope. And that's probably the most dominant thing that I've felt 
learning about astrology is hope. Like feeling the sense of hope and understanding for my life and where I'm headed. And it kind of feels like it's there to support me. So it feels like a partner. <laughs> like I'm like, oh yeah, you're here helping me understand what's going on and how I can lean into the the positive of the death and rebirth. So that's all I wanted to say. So continue about talking about astrology. I'm just even laughing at you saying that and versus how I w- was trying to get into it because I was like, this is the perfect uh, example of our sun signs and the difference between because Laura's a Pisces. And so she's like, I want people to understand emotionally how it's affecting and emotionally like in which is tote and Capricorns are like the systems. They need to learn what it is, the definitions, the rules. <laughs> you can't worry about your feelings until you yeah. know what it all means. I was just like laughing. I was like, this is so funny. And just our different and you guys will hear more about that in a minute. Um, yeah, so, so astrology is, it is, so I know a lot of people, their introduction to astrology is like horoscopes or their sun sign where you're, somebody's like, what's your sun? And you're like, I'm a Leo, I'm a Scorpio, so I like sex. Um, I'm <laughs> like, there's a lot of generalizations about different signs. And I mean, for me, I'm a very, um, logical human so the idea that we all fit into 12 different signs made no sense to me and I really never gave astrology a second thought until I really understood that it's so much more than that so what astrology is or what your natal chart is it's really based on that or birth chart natal chart birth chart it is a snapshot of the sky the moment you're born so all of the planets are in different signs. They're conjunct or in some sort of aspect. And when I say aspect, that just means a planet's relationship to another planet. So there's different terms. You'll hear conjunct, sextile, opposition, um, squared. There's trine. There's, so there's different aspects, but all that really is is where So like your sun, where it is in relation to the moon, for instance. So it's just a degree point. So that's all they're saying. Like if you're standing, if you're thinking about it like a clock, if your sun is standing at 12 o'clock and your moon is standing at six o'clock, then that is an opposition. They are opposite of each other. So just to kind of clarify what that, because that was one of the things I was like, I had no idea what that was for a really long time. And I'm not going to necessarily worry about getting into all the terms today, but that's what that is. So that is why astrology is so complex, because you imagine all these different planets, all these different signs, all these possible places that they are in aspect to each other. That's why no birth charts are the same unless and it also has to do with where you're born. So it's not just so it's specific time you're born obviously your birthday and then where you're born, because that's also going to, I mean, the sun is in a different place at 12 PM. If you live in California versus if you live in London, so it's going to be in a different place in the sky. So all of that is taking effect. So the only way that you're going to have two charts that are alike is if you're born at the exact same time in the exact same place. So a lot of times people will, because twins, unless there's a you know, happens to be 
a transition in between their births through planets, their birth charts are likely to be the same. So a lot of people, that's where there's kind of an astrology breakdown a little bit. And there's a lot of really interesting studies done on that. A lot of that has to do, but you, it, a lot of that will have to do with how they play this energy out because all it is, is energy. So think about astrology. It's like the weather. It can be sunny outside and you can have a great day when it's sunny or you can have a crappy day when it's sunny. Now, granted, it is easier to have a good day if the temperature is nice and it's sunny and it's not raining, but maybe you're sick of the sun. (laughs) So maybe the sun for you doesn't actually feel great or you feel crappy and you just want to sit inside all day and rain would feel really good for you. So it's not necessarily it's, it's not a prediction of what's going to happen. It's just the energy of what is going on and how that might possibly play out. So, and I'm also kind of, just so you guys know, I am explaining this. Laura knows a general, general amount about astrology. I'm also going to kind of check with her if she gets it and is understanding because that's a really good indicator for me whether I explain something well or not. So just so you guys know, when I'm like checking in with her being like, does that make sense? That's what I'm doing. So does that make sense? (laughs) Yes. I mean, that is definitely, I don't think you've explained even the opposition, but that made a lot of sense in my brain of like the sun and the moon being opposite. I'm like, oh, okay. That makes sense. And the energy, how it it's like, I like that you said the part about like, it's not a prediction Mm -hmm. as far as like, it's going to tell you what's going to happen. It's a um what's the word a an indicator an indicator like it's also showing you like this is the energy that is in place but you have free will and you can do whatever you want with it so it's not like i'm going to tell you like because it's mercury retrograde your car is going to break down no like you're not going to tell someone that's the prediction you're just going to be like this is the energy that's in place that can cause things to go awry but it's really up to you even what you kind of your intention behind it (laughs) because if you're terrified of mercury retrograde sometimes i think you actually step into the energy of manifesting stuff breaking down rather than just being like okay it's kind of causing a ruckus but i'm gonna be fine right and also different and this is we're kind of now off on a tangent a little bit but mercury retrograde is probably something people have at least heard of Um, so we'll talk about that more in another episode, but I do want to say with what you're saying, yeah, also it has to do with what sign Mercury is in and where it is an aspect to your, so one Mercury retrograde, you might handle it super well. And then the next Mercury retrograde, it's in a different part of your chart in a different, now I completely agree with you that we're powerful and regardless of where it is in our charts, we do not have to respond like victims. So And we can use that energy to help us. And I think that's something that I've seen you really do with astrology. And we were kind of talking about that a little bit earlier, but I've really seen you learn the information and take it as though, how am I going to use this to my benefit rather than just like bunkering down and waiting until it's over, which I think that's how that's fear-based astrology. And it's also not productive. So I could tell you all these crappy things or difficult aspects or whatever, and you get to choose how you manifest that. 
And if you have been to an astrologer or you're going to an astrologer, this is just like little PSA. If you go to an astrologer and they're telling you negative faded things or even positive faded things like this is going to happen. Now, there are intuitive astrologers where they might pick up on something of a direction something's going. But astrology is not meant to box you in or limit you. So you really want to find an astrologer and even accounts you follow on Instagram. You want to find people that are hopeful and teaching you how to use the energy for your benefit, not just telling you information where you feel stuck by it. Yeah, I would agree. And that's probably my, that's why I've enjoyed astrology so much through your lens is because you never like even when you're explaining something to me, you're really careful about the way that you articulate it. Like you'll be like, the energy is here to add this to the situation, but ultimately you get to decide what you do with it. And even when it's like a negative, like destructive energy, you're like lean into it and let it bring more healing to you. And so it's, that's why I said in the beginning, like astrology has been hopeful for me because of the way that I've learned um, the through you and the way that you articulate it. It's been like a benefit, a tool, a gift instead of something that gives me a reason to feel like a victim or to feel out of control and like I don't have power or whatever. Totally. And yeah, I think that's a really good, this is so weird. I've had this moment before. We have had this conversation. (laughs) We have been like, this is happening in like a, that's what deja vu is. It's like, it's happening in a parallel universe. Yeah. And I just had that moment. I knew exactly what you were going to say. I, and I even knew I was going to say totally afterwards. And when I said it, I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And then I just was like, ah, okay, sorry, tangent. That's that was awesome. so weird. I was I like, oh my feeling. gosh. Yeah, I do too. I'm that reminds like, me oh. of the Matrix. Yes, yes. Love the Matrix. Yeah. I feel like we should do a whole episode on the Matrix. We should. So back to astrology. So back to really how I got into it. I got into astrology because I'm the I'm the uh the manifesting generator one that like gets into everything. Um, I didn't do, I didn't dip my toes in. I definitely did a deep dive, but I got into it probably about a year and a half ago or so. So it's not been a very long time. Um, I actually grew up believing that I was a Sagittarius because if you look at just basic astrology, it'll say that the dates for Sagittarius go through December 21st, which is my birthday. And I actually think that was the reason I was so anti-astrology because my mom and my mom's a Sag and I just was like, I am not a Sagittarius. Like I would watch Sagittarius's or whatever, read the descriptions. And I was like, I mean, I can see that a little bit, but that's just not, that is not how I function at all. And then I'd read Capricorn actually, which is the sign I am. And I would go, that resonates so much more with me. See, this is astrology stuff is crap. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out, oh, it's actually based on your birth time. And I really started understanding it. I'm a Capricorn. I am a zero degrees of Capricorn. I am right at Capricorn, but I am definitely a Capricorn. So the way I got into it was I was listening to a podcast, hence this, and I was going through uh 
and still am going through my Saturn return. And I was listening to a podcast with Daniel Page on it, who I love dearly and she's fabulous and y'all should go follow her. And she was talking about her Saturn return and she's a Taurus and she's very grounded in her approach to it and listening to her. I was like, if this woman buys into astrology, I might think that there's something to it because there was just this groundedness to the way she talked about it. But she was talking about her Saturn return and how everything was like falling apart and the ages that it was at, but that it's really like a, it's a shifting and a moving and a changing of direction where it's kind of like all of a sudden around 27, it's like, Hey, 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 you're, you have to get serious about your life. Cause that's what Saturn is. Saturn is the planet. It's the dad, it's the disciplinarian, it's the rules, it's the structures. So all of a sudden Saturn comes back to the same place it was when you were born. And he's kind of like, what have you been doing? You, and starts kind of going through different areas of your life. And based on where it is, it might be a little different, but my Saturn is in the same sign as my son, as well as a lot of other planets. I have a stellium in Capricorn, which means three or more planets. So I think I have five. So I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart with Saturn there. So it was like, we're going to have a ball. <laughs> we're going to go through so many areas of your life. And that was it. And I kind of found astrology in the middle of that. And I was at the point where I just wanted some sort of system or structure. And that's my Capricorn that we build systems. We love systems. We love government. We love structure. We love systems. We like rules. And all of a sudden mine were all getting shot and crumbling and understanding that this wasn't happenstance, that there was actually some purpose to what was going on really helped me. And then just diving deeper and deeper into my chart and really understanding it it felt really liberating and it felt like it gave me a lot of permission and a lot of understanding. One aspect to my chart, which I'm really passionate about people's North nodes, because it's really your purpose and where you're headed in this life. Mine is in my house of partnership and marriage. And I've always had this almost faded thing of like, I really feel like my whole life, is to be married and not in like a desperate way, but almost just in like, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to learn how to love people and like, yes, everybody, but also I'm here to learn how to love one person and do that partnership well. And my South node, which is like past life or early life, if you don't believe in past lives is in the first house, which is the house of self. So I, so any place where everybody has North and South nodes. So wherever you have that, you're going to find kind of a scale of going back and forth between vacillating between those two extremes in your life, especially maybe earlier in life, or you'll, you'll move more towards your North node. So I really found that where I would be very, very isolated, didn't want to date. And like, when I was like, I'm going to date, I would be like on a ton of dating apps. I'd get everyone to set me up on dates. I'd like read relationship books. I was very ready to go. And when I was not dating, I was like a monk and I wasn't interested in anybody. I didn't want, and I was going back into that South node of independence and I don't need anybody. And it wouldn't just be with romantic relationships. And I still do this with people. I will go back and forth between those extremes 
where it's very clear that if you look at my chart that I'm here to have relationship, to have intimacy, to have partnership, even doing this podcast with you and doing it with another person is very much my North node of having like a one on another person that I'm doing something with. So, and there's actually lots of fun aspects to that, that I realized lately, but we won't get into all that right now. However, so that's how I got into astrology was seeing some of that. And from there, I just got obsessed and it really became for me a way to understand people. And I'd start like doing it for my clients because I'm a life coach and I'd start looking at their charts. And I, I realized it was so helpful in so many areas. I was like, oh my gosh, I can help you figure out career stuff. I can help. And I wouldn't tell the, and that's the thing that I love about it. I don't, it's not, I've never said anything to Laura or any of my clients where they're like, I've never thought about that before. It's generally giving language to something they're already feeling. So just giving, like, I can look in somebody's 10th house, which is the house of career. And I can look at that energy and look at that plant, those planets and, you know, if you have Capricorn in that house versus if you have Pisces in that house, it's your career and how you feel about your career is going to be very, very different. Right. Your Capricorn, if you have that in the house, you're probably going to be Tyra Banks. You're going to have multi, I mean, maybe cons- depending on planets and other things, but it's far more likely that you're going to be very career focused, very career minded and probably do something like a CEO versus if you have you know, cancer there, you might do something that's more nurturing or more artistic or more having to do with healing. Um, Maybe some creativity, nurturing in there, but you're not necessarily going to have that. Regardless, you're not going to have the cutthroat nature of a Capricorn of like, I can make it to the top. I can make it to the top. So depending, and again, all the planets change it and where other planets are in aspects to your chart, it's a whole thing. But I really love that I can help people understand different parts of them that they're, they think is wrong or bad, or they've kind of dismissed or society has told them is wrong. Cause I'm like, you can't get out of your chart. So that's kind of how I got into it. Yeah. I would actually say so my is it my see I don't I can't think of the terms but it's my Aries you're good in my communication house or something that makes me sound very cutthroat you have mercury in Aries that's right and that's communication and for you I would love to get like into your chart a little bit more and give like an overview so people can kind of walk through it um but yeah there, so we'll go into that a little bit more later because well, the there's lots I was, of specifics. The reason I was bringing that up was because you were talking about like helping people with areas where they don't like something about themselves or understand something about their themselves. And that was something for me where I've always been critical of myself of like, when I talk, it's so like edgy and bitey and like, mm-hmm. it's good. But I also have had people complain throughout my whole life about me being really harsh with my words or really harsh with the way I communicate. And internally, it's super confusing because I'm like thinking a thousand ways to love this person, to communicate the best of my ability, to show them love, 
But when it comes out of my mouth, no matter how like tender or sensitive I try to be, it's still very like in your face, kind of like confronting. And so that was something I didn't understand because I was like, what is wrong with me? And then when she explained that to me, I was like, okay, like that's just who I am. And it's something that I, and I do have shadow around it, but I can embrace that aspect of me knowing it's not like there's something broken. It's just the way that my makeup is. And so I get to use that in my advantage, which really works when I'm speaking, like on a podcast or in front of people, it gets people's attention. But it also, the shadow side of it is having to really work on in my intimate relationships, how I communicate with them and be really sensitive around my communication because I can really cut someone down even though I'm not trying to just because I'm so direct. Right. And that's not just your Mercury and Aries. This was the thing I was going to say earlier. Now I'm just going to, because you gave that great story and I was like, oh, I really want to, this is a good (laughs) point. Part of it is because you do have Mercury and Aries, but because your sun is in Pisces. So the way that the chart goes around, it goes in order. So it goes Aries. Oh my gosh. I'm actually going to go through all these because I Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo. Oh my gosh. I have them right in front of me. Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. And then after Pisces, it goes back to Aries and it starts over again. So Pisces, so anytime that your Mercury is a sign after your sun or right next to it, that bite is going to be a bit more prominent, especially with the Mercury and Aries. It's because the sun, that's like your essence and who you are and your energy. And then Mercury is how you think and how you communicate. So when, and a sign is always a response to the sign before. So Aries, you know, is the initiator of the Zodiac. It's the beginning. It's the start. And Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac. So they're very different. Pisces is emotional and intuitive and sensitive and caring and nurturing sometimes has a hard time making decisions um kind of lives in this other world a little very mystical very in the dreamland and Aries is about the here and the now and get this done and we got to make things happen and very Tony Robbins energy so having your son be this really soft nurturing intuitive kind friendly that's a huge word associated with Pisces friendly friendly energy and then all of a sudden Tony Robbins comes out of your mouth it's jarring for people (laughs) (laughs) and so it's and you've said this several times that like I can get away with saying something and then you say it and then somebody reacts weird oh yeah and part of that is because my Mercury and Sun are in the same sign so I same exactly how I communicate. I come and I have lots of of planets in Capricorn. So the way I think now there's some places where it's very different and I feel that abrupt change. For instance, my Venus is in Aquarius, which is the sign after Capricorn. And I feel like that kind of abrupt change of I'm like, let's get this done and I want to make things happen and let's get to the top and let's do this. And then, oh, love and all of a sudden I'm like mush and it's this and I'm more you know 
I mean, Aquarius is not mushy, but I'm more focused on like people and like society as a whole and consciousness and blah, blah, blah. But going back to your point about your Mercury, because my sun and Mercury in the same sign, mine are actually conjunct, which means they're right on top of each other. There's a lot of continuity in how I show up and how I speak. Whereas for you, there's a massive difference. So it's neither. And a great example of that um, is I heard this on a podcast. I did not come up with this, but a great example. Well, I didn't come up with anybody's birth chart, but I'm referencing another podcast is Eminem. He has his son in Libra and his Mercury in Scorpio. So that is an abrupt change. He does not seem like he would be. So it's not even necessarily like we look at Eminem and we're like, oh, you're just a big softie. You're just a big Libra. But we just feel this jarringness when he speaks and that's that that difference when they're right on the lines right next to each other. So even just you and you can use that to your advantage. He's used it to make a huge career. And, you know, one of the things you've said, and this is also Aries for sure, Mercury and Aries is like you like the shock value. You mm-hmm. like to like kind of shake people into reality. Mm-hmm. And that's a great that's a great that's a perfect aspect for that because they'll never see it coming (laughs) (laughs) so true yeah so i feel like we went on i feel like that was a really fun rabbit trail i loved that you can tell like very lit up by astrology yeah i'm glad because if you weren't then i would be completely lost because i feel like anytime i read instagram updates or like about astrology or I listen to other podcasts on astrology. I'm completely lost because they're so brainy about it. The ones that I've heard and I'm like, I need you to really break this down in the layman terms for me because it's so complex and you're so great at that. Thank you. It It is very, it, there's a lot of amazing, if you're a nerd and you like to geek out on astrology, I can totally send you some to some dense, intense, nerdy podcast but it is not for somebody that you gotta dive you gotta dive you gotta research you gotta and even sometimes I'll listen to these like three hour lectures and I just have to pause and be like oh my gosh this is so much because I'm having to stop and research and look this term up and look that term up because I mean oh man I mean it's they it's a totally different language it feels Mm -hmm. like I'm listening to somebody speaking Mandarin or something that's how it feels to me a lot of times. I'm like, okay, right. break that down for me, Vic. <laughs> like, I feel like I say that all the time. Like, okay, what does that mean? Oh, yeah. And I think the longer I go, and I think that's one of the reasons I really wanted to start talking about astrology more, because the longer I go on, the more this feels so natural for me. And I don't stop and define terms. And I, it just becomes like a mode, you know, muscle memory and... I'm like, I don't know how to describe that. It's just what it is. But right. now I'm still in the learning. Well, you could learn astrology for the rest of your life, but I'm still in the, you know, some of the basic stuff, maybe a little out of basic, but I'm, I'm still fairly new and I feel like I'm able to explain it pretty well. And I'm, that's something I'm pretty good at anyway. It's explaining that's things. True. That's it's true. my thing. Um, okay. 
where how do, where do we want to pivot to now? I think you should start because you kind of touched on your north node. I feel like you should explain my north node and my south node. Also, because I feel like a lot of things that we're going to process in the future will make sense about my life when people understand like where I'm coming from and where I'm going and why I've struggled so much with like relationships and sexuality and why community is so stinking important to me and all of that. I think it would just give some clarity for people. Okay. I love that. I will do that. And then maybe also come back. Generally, when I talk to somebody first about astrology, I do North Notes, one of the things I put in pretty quick because I do think it's so important. Um, so yeah, we'll just go ahead and jump in there and then we'll go back and talk about the sun and some of that stuff. So because you're right, I did talk about my North Node. So Lord, so your North Node is in a sign and it's also in a house. So a sign is the zodiac sign. So it's Aries, Taurus, Pisces, you know, all that jazz. It's the energy that is showing up. A house is an area of your life. So there's 12 houses and there's 12 zodiac signs. So for instance, like your 10th house is your house of career. And it rules a lot of things, not just career, but it'll rule career It'll rule well. That one pretty much is just rules career. Uh, really how you're seen to the public. So it can rule a lot of aspects associated with your career. But that's the general one. And then like fourth house is like your home, your up early life, your it can be your family. Um, so it, it's always in a sign and in a house. And then the nodes move pretty slowly. So you'll find that people around your same age will have the same north node and same south node, but it won't be in the same house because the houses change every hour. So Laura has her north node in Capricorn. My brother also has his north, north, north node in Capricorn. My boyfriend has his north node in Capricorn. So everybody, you know, around y'all's ages are have their north node in Capricorn and their south node in Cancer. However, Laura, your north node is in your 11th house versus my boyfriend's is in the sixth. And I think my brother's is in the fourth. Yeah, his is in the fourth. So very, that's going to manifest very different. But the energy that you guys are going to have is you're going, you're coming from Cancer energy, which can, is, it's so you're basically going from mother to father. You're going from emotional, maybe even a little bit codependent, very concerned about other people, um, like very healing energy, nurturing energy to a more Saturnian, meaning Saturn, because Capricorn is ruled by Saturn and Cancer is ruled by the moon. So think about that like feminine, soft energy is cancer coming from that energy to a Capricorn energy, which is a bit more, you know, government focused or systems focused, business focused, getting things done. So moving from those places. So a lot of times they, those people are very comfortable. I've, and I actually think this is true of all of you, my brother and my boyfriend, very comfortable with their emotions early on, like, and 
the sad emotions the all you know they're maybe not anger quite so much but they're going to be depending on the rest of your chart but they're going to be very comfortable with this nurturing energy so probably natural caretakers people but also having the shadow aspects of cancer which would be codependency maybe putting yourself last worrying about other people um even possibly just some funny things you can get down to of overeating indulgence a lot can happen because they're taking care of everybody else and themselves kind of can come last so does that resonate with you just kind of feeling comfortable with that cancer energy yeah i would say that that's very true on all fronts codependency has definitely been a struggle putting others before me has been a struggle um, I have been comfortable with my emotions. Anger was not one of them. So it's funny that you say that. And then definitely there are times where I struggle with like overindulgence or overeating or like even just checking out because again, I wasn't taking care of myself first. So your North Node 11th is in your 11th house. So that's the house of friendships. That's the house of community. It's um, the house really associated with group goals or objectives. It's really like memberships, groups, and society. It's not necessarily work so much, but it is how you're relating to people like on a grander scale. So they say the internet is very 11th house because it's connecting lots of people. So people with a strong 11th house generally will be very involved to their communities or play a significant role in their communities. But also your North node, it's something you're learning to do here. So a lot of times it can be a struggle <laughs> because it's something you might not master until later in life, or it takes you a little bit to get going because it's the opposite because your, your nodes are always opposite from each other. So it's the opposite from the energy that you're used to. So it's think about a little bit more like the greater good of everybody, not just having fun. It's so it's very much more community focused and overall friendships, not just like hanging out with somebody and flirting and going to parties. Cause there's a very difference. There's a huge difference between like people that you're like, this is my community. These are the people I run with versus these are the people I go to parties with. So I think that's one way of kind of looking at it. So, and I, so for you, how do you feel like that theme has shown up in your life of like moving towards healthy community? I mean, that feels like that's been my consistent struggle and highest value. So I think it makes sense. Like everything I do is from a place of connection and community and wanting to really bond and build and like everything centers around community. If I have a strong community, then I generally feel very rooted in my life and like everything is going to be okay. Like even if my career feels crazy and I don't know what I'm doing, if I have a strong community, then I feel very grounded and like everything is going to be fine. And mm -hmm. as long as I feel seen, known and heard and they feel that as well, then I'm okay. Which is kind of the tension in that because a lot of times if you have a North node there, you will kind of struggle in fitting into society. You Absolutely. eventually you eventually will, but it's hard to find your place. It's hard to find because fifth house is really concerned with 
your artistic endeavors, what you want to do, how you're feeling, your mood. And 11th house is more, how do I fit in with the group? How are we going to do this together? So how are we going to create a global effort versus how am I going to express my creativity personally? That would be fifth house. So yeah, a lot of people with that 11th house, it's going to be a bit more delayed. And any place that you have your North Node, it is where you're headed, but it's not necessarily, you're not going to get that at age 20, age 20. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be concerned with it or moving towards it, but it's going to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm learning this lesson because that's what you're here to learn. Just like for me, mine is partnerships. And I feel like I have put a lot of energy in learning how to do partnerships well and doing them poorly and understanding how not to completely lose myself in a partner. And I feel like I will constantly be learning that lesson from different angles. Whereas somebody that has maybe a South node in the seventh house may just, it's super easy for them to be in a relationship or they've always had that. And they're actually learning how to not be so codependent in relationships and move into being more autonomous and moving into being a bit more independent. So just to kind of draw that parallel again, that that's, that is what it, it's not always the easy thing for you, but it is what you're pulled to. Mm -hmm. So, and in Cap, and you have some other planets there too, but in Capricorn, it could even be because Capricorns like structure and they like building things. So it could be building a community, building a structure, creating healthy community. So not in a cult way, Laura. So you're probably not. <laughs> likely if it was in Sag, I would say maybe a cult, but probably, probably not going to be like in a cult way. Um, but yeah, where there's, where there's balance and fairness, I think that's a really big word for Capricorn. Capricorn is like, how is this going to benefit me and you not mm. just, and, and want to look at that quickly. They don't want to look at that. Like, let's feel all great and cozy and fuzzy. It's like at the beginning, how are we all benefiting each other and showing up for each other? That feels real. So that's a little bit about your, yeah, your, your North node. So is there any questions that you have about like any part of your chart? Do you want to just go over your sun and your moon and your rising or what are you wanting to do? Yeah, I think that would be good to, especially because I don't know if there's a lot of people out there that have a real like deep understanding of astrology. So I think it might be good to kind of ease our way in. And then as they start to get familiar, we can maybe like unpack more of the aspects of my chart. Cool. Love that. So this is kind of just a wet y'all's whistle, just kind of to get your <laughs> appetite coming. And then we don't want to lose down. them right off the bat. Right, so. right. I'm not going to sit here and go through all the houses and tell you what they all mean and all this, <laughs> even though, trust me, I would love to do that. But <laughs> this is just to kind of get you guys, yeah, if it's interesting and hearing different things. So, and we'll also put a link in the show notes of where you guys can go and get your own charts calculated. And just so everyone knows, I use whole sign calculations so there's different ways that you can divide up the houses and there's literally so many. They all have different benefits. I personally, I used to use Placidus is the most common one. So if you just go, it's going to default to Placidus. Um, I used Equal House for a while. Whole Sign Houses for me, I think are just 
they're e a they're easy to understand, but I think that they're more accurate when I read somebody's for a whole sign versus and I compare it to a different one. It's far more accurate. So just so you know, that's what I'm doing. You don't have to super know that, but so Laura, so Laura, you are a Pisces sun. So you're a Pisces sun, Pisces rising. So what it tell maybe because I know you know a lot of this. Tell me like about parts about being a Pisces that you resonate with or you've heard about or yeah. Well, I think even in our first episode, we talked about how I'm obsessed with water. Well, Pisces is a water sign. So I love, love water I, and specifically rushing water. Like anytime it has noise and fluidity, I feel the most at home. Like today I was like sitting in my bed, imagining that I was like in the ocean, just because I adore the feeling of water, the sound of it, everything. It's just like, I feel like I came from that. <laughs> like I came from the water, like I could be a mermaid. <laughs> so I, I definitely resonate with like that being a water sign. And then it also being emotional and feeling lots of emotions and being highly creative and loving spirituality and things that are like beyond our logical comprehension. So I geek out about like the unseen realm and feel, and I feel that I'm very intuitive, which is very Pisces. And I pick up on different like energies, but also like my, my intuition is usually spot on for things. So like I will get downloads or you could say like um, prophetic words for people because I'm very in tune with that spiritual realm and other people. And so that's probably what I resonate with the most about Pisces. Yeah. And that's a great, great overview. Pisces in general, they're a bit quirky and just kind of march to the beat of their own drum. Again, depending on what else is going on in your chart, which for you, you have a Taurus moon which kind of balances out some of that, those Piscean qualities. So, but Pisces, they're a bit quirky and they kind of just march to be their own drummer. They do think, and it's not even like from an individualist point of view, like they're like, I want to be different. That's a bit more Aquarius, not going to lie. Pisces, they're almost like, I don't know how to do it any other way. This is just, they don't always see their quirkiness. As much as an Aquarius, I think, is more identified with their quirkiness. They're very aware that they're pretty different and out there. Pisces, they're just just where they are at. It's just who they are. And they're, yeah, uh, very into everything you said. Love the other realms. Love the spiritual world. Probably more comfortable there sometimes even than in the real world. For you, you have your son in your first house, so all of your planets are going to go in a different house, and that's why your birth time is really, really important. So that makes you, because your rising sign is whatever's in your first house or your ascendant, so you're also a Pisces rising. So your rising sign is going to be kind of how you come off to people and people's first impression of you. I kind of say it's like the outside of your car. I think we touched on that maybe a little bit in the last episode. Too, so I won't go super into that, but you you having Pisces rising and a Pisces sun, that means that you're you wear that Pisces energy very apparently. It's very out there for everybody. 
it's obvious you identify with it. You're very aware of it versus where if it was in the 12th house or the 11th house, you might not be as connected to it. So first house, it's more like your ego, your mind, your body. You're very aware of what's going on in the first house. Everyone is. So that's why a lot of times like your rising sign people quickly identify with. And then sometimes their son, they're like, no, I don't get that at all. So yeah, so you have that Piscean. But then you also have a Taurus moon, which again is pretty it's a pretty strong contrast to Pisces so Pisces is water it's mutable it's feminine and Taurus is a feminine sign so and when I say feminine I don't mean female I mean feminine versus masculine energy yin and yang so Taurus is a feminine sign oh Pisces is also ruled by Neptune so like dreamy outward almost sometimes a little skewed thinking even because Neptune can kind of make us a bit not see things quite so clearly so it's not necessarily a sign that always they're gonna see the best in people and the dreamy aspects of life they're not always gonna see the cold hard facts or they're very sensitive to them when they do see them whereas and if you listen to you talk that doesn't really sound much like you meaning like I know I do think like you're sensitive and you're emotional but I don't consider you somebody that like can't handle reality Mm -hmm. and that I feel is probably very strongly to do with your Taurus moon Mm -hmm. so I know you love your Taurus moon so tell us about that (laughs) yeah I I'm super bougie I always have been I love luxury like honestly I was laughing at myself this week because I went shopping And I was like looking at all these cool things and TJ Maxx and I was like, but I want the best. Like if this isn't the best made candle, I don't want it. If this isn't the best made robe, I don't want it. And I was just dying laughing in the store because I'm like, this is such a tourist thing. Like I want the best of the best quality, the best look. I'm very like aesthetics are everything to me. I feel the most me and lit up when I'm in an environment that looks beautiful and bougie and And I'm also very stubborn, which is so me. And it's confusing because I'll swing from like woo-woo-y, like emotional, flowy to like really stubborn about things and like not willing to move off of like a train of thought or how I'm feeling or like, and it's important to me that like people understand it and it gets across. And I am very grounded because of the Taurus. So it's like important. Like I love trees. Like I talk to trees, which yeah, I know kind of crazy, but I do. I love them. I feel so connected. That would be your Pisces crossing with your Taurus because I would say somebody that didn't have Pisces that was a Taurus probably would not talk to the tree. They'd probably go sit under the tree and like the tree and touch the tree, but they would never talk to the tree. Oh no. I talk to them all the time. Yeah. And I and that, honestly, and that's the blend remember telling one of my friends, I was like, I wish I could be inside a tree. Like, I just want to be inside of it, feeling it all around me. Like, and they were like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I just feel so connected to the trees. It's so, it's interesting. You said that it's really important that you communicate clearly to people because your moon is in your third house, which is the house of communication. So you not being able, mine's also there. So you not being able to communicate your feelings would be 
very frustrating for you. Oh, the most frustrating. And it's actually confusing to people when I can't. Like when I'm like at times where I'm like, I don't know how to communicate how I'm feeling. They're like, I don't even know who you are right now because it is so important to you and you're very connected and very expressive about it. When I can't, it's like confusing and frustrating and I feel out of control. And a lot and, and the third house also rules writing. And so having in any type of communication. So like John Mayer has his moon in the third house. I love John Mayer, by the way, guys. And so, and his is in, is his moon in Libra? I can't remember what his moon's in, but I do know that his is in the third house. So a lot of times if you have your moon in the third house, you will be a very good writer. You will be really good at expressing, expressing emotions and communicating them. Depending on what sign there it's in, it could be different modalities. So like for you, Earth, you're going to be very, even when you speak, you're, you're always like, what does that mean practically? Give me an example. <laughs> like that's that Earth sign. Whereas like I have my moon in my third house too. It's in Libra. And I'm like, let's talk about everything like it's poetry. It doesn't have to have. <laughs> Why do you need an example? Just, just like breathe into the energy. Just feel it. We're fine. You always say, which I love, you'll be like, I just like say words until it feels right. Not because it makes <laughs> sense, but because it feels right in your body. And I'm like, what? I don't get it. Like, no, I need cold, hard facts. I need you to bring me a specific example. Like, even as you're talking about astrology through this pod, this episode, I'm thinking, but she needs to like bring it down to like a story. And so I can like really grasp it because that that's how I think. Like I need cold, hard facts. I need something to grab onto. And I can't just be like talking about something and feeling it. And that's because of the Taurus, I'm sure. It's also because of your Mercury and Aries. So the your, your moon and your third house is communication. Mercury is also communication. So how you communicate and is going to depend on a lot of both of those things. So I also have Mercury and Capricorn. So even though I do like things to be flowy and pretty when I communicate, I also am, can break it down and be very detail oriented, but it's really kind of one or the other for me. I don't know how to like blend those two. So I'm either going to do a lecture and we're going to talk through all of the signs all of the houses and we're going to do it like that. And you better have a pen and paper out. And there's going to be a test at the end, or I'm going to talk about it far more like poetically and airy and flowy. So that's an interesting, even as you were saying that I was like, Oh, I hadn't really even thought about that. Um, so yeah. So that's kind of your, just some of the basics about your chart. Um, is there any, things specific you wanted to look at or had a question about um yeah I can't think of anything off the top of my head at this moment okay cool so that's just we just kind of wanted to give you guys like a little taste of astrology um probably not going to dive into my chart just for the sake of time but we'll definitely I mean I kind of did as we went along I just didn't like consciously dive into it but I feel like I've talked about my chart plenty so but yeah, we just want you guys to have just a little bit of understanding of where we're coming from because we are going to be referencing astrology so much and why it's so important to us. 
And feel free to DM us and ask us about terms, about different questions you might have, maybe about things that you would like explained a bit more in detail. If you would like, you know, me to get to be my Capricorn self and go through all the planets and all the signs. Um, yeah, just kind of where your interest levels at and also where you guys are about it. Like, is it something that feels helpful to you? Have you never even heard of it? So we'd love to hear from you guys about that. And Victoria is so good, like doing an actual session, going through your whole chart and explaining it to you. So if that is something that you're like, I want to like, I have no idea what you're talking about because I don't even know what mine is. It is so worth the investment to get your chart read and to be able to understand as we're talking through, because this podcast is going to be definitely have a lot of astrology. So if you want to have a great basis for it for yourself, I would highly recommend a session with Victoria to do that. Thanks guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you guys are on, I always say this, if you guys are on the podcast, <laughs> if you guys, if you guys uh, enjoy this podcast, please like, subscribe, rate, review it. Please take a screenshot of it, post it on Instagram, tag us so we can see that you're listening and we can engage because we just love hearing from you guys. And again, this podcast is really new, so we want lots of involvement. So let us know what's your sun, what's your rising. Uh, go check some of that out, even if it feels like Japanese to you, there's definitely some resources that you can look up just to find out some basic stuff. And we'd love to hear what some of that is that you guys are finding. Um, we're on Instagram at thegeneratorpodcast.com. If you would like a session with me, you can DM us there. You can also go to our website, thegeneratorpodcastonline.com and go to coaching. You can actually meet with Laura or I through mm -hmm. that website, go to coaching. And she's an amazing empowerment and coach. And she's really good at helping people get to really the root of what's going on and helping people take control of their lives and transform it and being powerful. So also yeah. would highly recommend her. And I think it's so fun. Like I always like being in the beginning of anything because it feels like I'm a part of it on such another level. Like I'm in the groundwork. So that's why we're like welcoming you in right now. We want all the feedback from you because we want to build with you. So it's not just about us building this. It's like really our audience is helping us build this platform. So it, the person listening to this, we want to hear your specific feedback so that we can implement it. And also you get to feel a part of it, which is the best. Yeah. Cause this is podcast. I think for me and Laura have given us like family away from family and friends away from friends and feeling like we have this group of people that are all listening to the same things, mm -hmm. learning the same things. And it's just bonding. Mm -hmm. And we're in this really beautiful Aquarian age where we can do that. And we have access to people from all over the world. So yeah, come and be a part. And before you know it, we're going to have a Facebook group and not call the generator gaggle. It's the worst. If you guys have better <laughs> terms than Victoria's generator gaggle, please let us know that so that we can come up with a fun term for our audience. Yes, we love suggestions. <laughs> we do. We, we actually really we do. do. 
oh no, we actually really do. I'm just laughing at the, just I. And if you like gaggle, you write in and tell us because we want to know that that is appealing to you. We want to know at a deep soul level that that is resonating. Okay, guys. Well, we hope you have a fabulous afternoon, day, evening, week, whatever you're having. Continue having it. Thanks for keeping us in your ears this whole time. And we hope you have a fabulous day. (laughs) (laughs) Love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.